Good morning, day or night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Survive and Drive podcast. Today we are discussing round one at Bahrain of the 2023 Formula One World Championship. This is your favorite source of American-based F1 conversation, presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. Well, let's get right into it, Alex. What'd you think of that race? You want to give me a, a one to ten rating and why? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go six point two out of ten. Okay. Um, so I think compare I think it's a little lower for me too because comparatively to last year, last year's was a lot more exciting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you had the double DNF and had a lot of other action in last year's and was a lot closer battle for first. Yeah. Um, I think this year, I think we I think Bahrain's always a good circuit. I think there was good racing in the midfield, and we got to see some good battles between the Aston Martins and the Mercedes, and yep. a little bit of Ferrari as well. But the Red Bulls kind of ran away with it. I think Definitely. you and I both kind of thought that before the race that it was it was their race to lose, and they kind of just blew it out of the water. So, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely did run away with it. I'm gonna give it. I think maybe like a five and a half. Five. So we're similar. We're five, similar. Five, five, yeah. six. It, you know, last year it is such a great track. Uh, love it. I loved watching. Perez as a big Perez fan I think that yeah race always sticks out in my mind and the track you know I just love it for that so uh we always have some good racing a lot of good overtakes uh and we saw some of those today uh I think in general there wasn't a ton of action uh, it was a lot of fun to to watch you know some of the battling up front but it was all for you know third fourth fifth place so uh nothing too exciting up front um I think just in general, you know, we, we think back to last year, it was the first race of the new regs. And so there was a lot of excitement around that. And then, you know, a few more DNFs than, than this year and a safety car last year. So I think this year, a little bit more toned down. Uh, a lot of people expected Red yeah. Bull to run away with it. And I think they did that pretty well this, this morning. Yeah. I think it kind of eased in right away. We could tell Max kind of got out to a pretty decent lead and kind of just extended it from there. And we didn't really, other than the, uh, VSC for Eclair, which we'll get into later, really no other action that brought the field together. Um, so I'll go ahead and run through the finishing order here, and then we can talk about the DNFs. Yeah. Uh, so uh, on the podium, we had Max, Perez, and Alonzo. So good for Alonzo there, making the career move to, to Aston Martin and right into what is maybe the second best car on the grid. Yeah. Um, and then rounding out the points here, we had Sainz in fourth, Hamilton in fifth, Stroll, Russell, Bottas, Gasly and Albon in the Williams getting P10. Great points finish. Great points finish from them. Uh, really close to getting in the points this week, which I think a great drive too, based on where the Alpha Tori was coming coming into the season. Uh, UQ in 11th. Logan Sargent, who we bashed to start the season, uh, finishes in 12th and not far out of the points. A lot of season ahead. Uh, then we have K Mag in 13th, uh, DeVries in 14th, Hulkenberg 15th, Joe in 16th, and last of the classified runners. Much to my disappointment, Lando Norris with all kind of issues today with that McLaren in 17th. Uh, so you want to go ahead and go over the DNS? We had three of them today. Yep, just three today. Uh, the first one was Piastri after watching the McLarens trundle along, uh, having a lot of issues. They tried to change a steering wheel, and I guess it didn't boot up very well. Oh, it went through the Ivanti Microsoft Windows update yep. thing. Yep. That, was, that was so funny. They like... I remember back to when there's a video of when they had to do it with Lewis Hamilton at McLaren in like 08 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously not the same display then. So they just put it in and he was good to go. Yeah. With the technology on it now, it literally had to like, it showed like a reboot screen and yeah. he just had to sit there. And then they ultimately just threw him in the garage and called it a day. Yeah, probably the best decision too. He was pretty far back there. And after that stop, you know, it would have been way yeah. back in the, in the backfield. 
Leclerc was the second of the retirements. Uh, he had an engine issue after getting new parts for this weekend. Really a tough time for Ferrari. They're going to yeah. have to get that one sorted. Something they didn't really deal with at the beginning of last year and yeah. something that they're going to have to to figure out after, you know, a lot of talk around turning the wick up on those engines and, and how much extra horsepower they're going to have this yeah. season. And, you know, we were very hopeful that they were going to be able to take the fight to Red Bull, but obviously a lot of issues over yeah, in they, the Leclerc garage. Yeah, so. they might be, and we'll get into it, I think they might be potential, like, this could be a P4 year for them. If Aston Martin's that hot, and then if you look at the actual race itself, I mean, Lewis wasn't far off on pace, only a few seconds behind signs. Mm-hmm. Like, it really wasn't that far off. If they have reliability issues and aren't scoring points, like, consistently, could, consistently that could be an issue. So Yeah, and every retirement boosts up those those Mercedes and yeah. more points. So, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Definitely a lot for Fred to, to figure out with that team. And then the last of the retirements was Esteban Ocon, who uh, was getting absolutely demolished by the FIA today. Yeah, he'll be in our uh, funny segments thing today. He had absolutely. just so many penalties. But, yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough day for Esteban Ocon. Um, so I guess we'll jump into just kind of a recap of quality here real quick. So uh, it was a pretty, pretty, pretty standard quality, I think, to what people expected. I think the only little bit of a surprise, actually, was I think the Aston Martins actually were a little slower in quality than people maybe thought, and the Ferraris were a little quicker. Uh, so we had the Red Bull kind of clear the field by a couple tenths, but Ferrari wasn't far behind in 3-4. Uh, and then you had the Mercs, both Merc drivers split the Aston Martins with Alonso and P5. Mm-hmm. I think the way practice and stuff had gone, I think a lot of people thought the Aston Martins could be on for pole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think definitely on one lap pace, just in terms of qualifying, that F- Ferrari and Leclerc still still oh, have that. And I still think they weren't far off Red Bull to where I think even over the course of the whole season, it's going to be a legitimate good little battle for pull each week because I don't think they're over one lap. Leclerc is very good and yeah. he's always qualified very well. So yeah, it should be. And we saw a similar thing last year, you know, obviously Red Bull had a monster of a car, but yeah, you know, you roll up to qualifying and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you have Perez even fighting with Max now, especially uh, after stepping oh, yeah. his game up a little bit over the summer, over the winter. Uh, so now we have about four or five cars and then Alonzo trying to get into the race. Yeah. And, Throughout development, I think Mercedes will will start to have better one lap pace, but I think their goal is more, uh, and typically has been race, more of race the race pace. pace. So we'll see how that plays out. But it was you know pretty entertaining, especially as the first one of the year to, to see really where things shake out. Yeah, um, we saw the the McLarens really struggle. We saw some yes some surprises for us. Logan Sargent was a was a pretty big yeah, surprise. Almost qual- qualified twelfth, putting the and, exact same time. or not sorry sixteenth, but. The exact same time as Lando to get into Q two. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. How, I forget how that works. I think Lando set his earlier, and that's Probably why he put it first. Yeah. yeah, so he got the lap in. But yeah, Sergeant, great qualifying. I think tough for the McLarens. Although at the same time, I think for Lando, based on how it went today, to even put P eleven and be on the border of Q three is kind of ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think overall pretty pretty standard qualifying for mm-hmm. kind of what we thought. Um, Hulkenberg, the big surprise though. Yeah. Sneaking it into ninth there, or 10th, I guess it was, but putting it in Q3 in that Haas, which looked dreadful today, yeah, was pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he gets along this season, having you know a, a full season under his belt in the same car, yeah. something that he hasn't had for a long time, and seeing if he's really able to, to get to grips with it and see how he fares against Magnussen for sure. Yeah, uh, so go ahead and diving into the race highlights here, so... 
Uh, a majority of the action happened kind of near the beginning, and then everything kind of settled in from there. Like you said, there was no safety cars really or any other surprises just kind of settled in from there. So mm-hmm. uh, right off the start, we had Leclerc get past Perez and make a challenge at Max into that first turn, but couldn't get past him. Um, so it kind of shuffled the order a little bit there. And then we did have some like good shuffling in the middle. So we had both Mercs ended up by the end of the first lap, jumping both of the Astons. Yeah. Um, so it was actually a tough start for the Astons with Stroll actually running into the back of Alonso too, yeah. which already I thought was going to be some, some ju- juicy drama. And like, yeah. I thought Stroll was going to have to pit and like Alonso's race can be ruined, but ended up not ruining their races. Yeah. If there was um, any damage there, yeah. that could have gone, it could have gone really bad. Got really South right away. Um, then at the start, other than that, a couple other surprises, we had both Williams make up four spots in the first yeah. lap, which was really impressive. Mm-hmm. And then Bottas had probably the best start of anybody. I think he's qualified 12th or 13th. And all of a sudden, you look up after the first two turns, and he's an eighth. He's fighting with so, the Mercs. Yeah, he's yeah. fighting with the Mercs. So he he had a very solid race himself, got up there early, and was able to hold his position. But definitely a, a, a good good a lot of energy at the, at the start there, and I think a lot happened. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of shifting in the order, which definitely made, uh, you know, spots four through 15 interesting at the start. For sure. Um, I think the only thing, the only caveat with that is, and I have it on here too, like Max, very early stretched the lead. Yeah. He got out to a couple second lead right away and just extended that and just pulled away. Yeah, I think going into the race, we were expecting, you know, Max and Checo to just walk away. Yeah. Checo had uh, some pretty big issues, it seemed like, right off the line and fell back into yeah. the grips of, of the Ferraris. and kind of, you know, got squeezed by the Ferrari. Signs ended up way off the right of the of the track and uh, was able to keep it keep it in, get to the turn one safely and, and everybody was able to make it out and uh, but you know, Leclerc got past Checo and really hampered his race. I think Checo would have been up a little bit closer to Max and, and it would have been a pretty easy one two yeah. from a lot earlier on, uh, if that hadn't happened to him. But yeah, otherwise the Aston drama and then it was a pretty smooth pretty smooth sailing from then on yeah we eventually saw the the Astons kind of make a comeback and um you know the biggest thing we saw was Alonso kind of fight his way through the field end up getting driver of the day but Mm -hmm. fought his way back and got past both the Mercs and got past signs as well in the end Mm -hmm. um which was awesome to see and he had he had an awesome race he that Aston Martin they kept talking about it but it had a lot of pace they you know they they were talking a lot about the braking power of it yeah and how I thought that was really interesting I think you know, that's kind of a, obviously F1 cars need really good braking and you yeah. hear about that a lot and how much power these drivers have to put into that brake pedal, but you don't really hear about differences from car to car and uh, unless it's cooling related. So, yeah. you know, hearing about it as really good braking power and that Alonzo is able to brake, put that car wherever he wants on track. And you got to see that very vividly with, yeah. the, with the amazing overtakes that he was able to accomplish with Lewis and then on signs after that. So Really interesting kind of perspective from Julian Palmer on the analysis of, yeah. of the braking ability of that Aston Martin. And it really just looks like a racy car, and especially yeah. in the hands of Alonso, where he's, you know, where he's maneuvering on track is really, uh, really different lines from what we're used yeah. to seeing. And, and he's just making it work. Yes, yeah, the thing I'll say, I think, and like we talked about, I think Red Bull is still head and shoulders above everybody in terms of mm-hmm. race pace. And if nothing changes and it just goes this way, they're going to win every race by 30 seconds. But yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the Aston Martin's interesting because it's not like, I don't think it has like stunning, it's not like it's got like crazy top line speed or like mm-hmm. anything weird like that. Like it's just very, it's just a very good race car. It's yeah. just good at racing. So I think it'll be interesting to see going forward if they can close that gap any to Red Bull or if they're just going to kind of settle in there, which 
I think you take that as an Aston Martin fan and as Aston Martin in general that like you went from last year when they started like the ninth best car to yeah. the second best now. But um, I, I think just very interesting how he was able to fight his way back through the field. And like, I think it looked right away when we had that lap one instant with Stroll that like, oh, here we go again. Like we're going to have the Red Bulls one, two, Ferrari three, four, Merck five, six, and then everyone else will figure it out from there. But um, it, we got a lot of overtaking stuff with Alonso and that uh, some good battles between the Aston Martins and the Merck. That was kind of the, the show yeah. of this race was those two teams. Yeah. And the other takeaway with the Aston Martin is, you know, throughout testing and throughout FP one through three, we saw a lot of uh, talk about Aston Martin being, you know, on brand with or on pace with uh, Mercedes and potentially being above Mercedes. Obviously they have a better car than Mercedes. Yeah. And we got to see that throughout the race. But the interesting thing is they, you know, if Alonso didn't have that holdback at the very beginning of the race, he probably could have fought with the both the Ferraris from the outset. Yeah. Would have been a really good race there. So even for P2, you know, they have a, a decent fight on yeah. their hands to, to get there. And it'll be even better, I think, when Stroll has, you know, Full when, hands. when he's fully healthy <laughs> and not with a broken toe and yeah. all that good stuff. So, you know, hopefully they can just continue to climb and, and you know, with the extra wind tunnel time that they yeah. have to, to use to develop yeah. the car, I think they'll be able to continue taking that fight to the top three. Yeah, for sure. So kind of two other points we're going to hit on. So uh, Leclerc's DNF and then Norris and Ocon. So we'll start with Norris and Ocon. So both of them had all kinds of issues for different reasons this race. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Norris, that McLaren just stinks. It might be the worst car in the grid. It potentially might be the worst car in the grid. It's ugly. He had a good start, and he got it up to 10th, and then just no pace. He was getting passed by the Williams. He was getting mm-hmm. passed by everything. And then they had all kinds of issues with Piastri's car. And then they had different issues with Norris's with the air, like with the pressure and stuff where they had to keep repressurizing it yeah. every time he brought it in. So he had to pit like five times this race yeah. to keep repressurizing the car. Pit stops. And there were long pit stops because of that. Just all kind of issues with, with everything, like just no pace in the car at all. Problems with the hydraulics or whatever it was, like just all kind of issues. So just a horrible, horrible weekend for him. I was really surprised they didn't yeah. retire the car. I, I it was no point at the end. And like, we we were even joking they're going to send out the car with aero rakes on yeah, it and just use and just use as it as a test run. Yeah. So I guess that was the only p- point of that. And then for Ocon, kind of the opposite. Uh, and you feel bad for both these guys because it really was for both of them like out of their control for mm-hmm. the most part. Like there was nothing they could do for the guys fighting for best of the rest last season and yeah. finishing in those two spots. Yeah, those two spots at and the then, end. Yeah. Now to be fighting for 19th place, place in the first race yeah. of the season. It's kind of depressing, but sure. it is it is really interesting. So Ocon, he had all kind of issues where his team just did not follow the rules of penalties. Yeah. So at the start of the race, I guess he lined up incorrectly. Which was interesting because you couldn't really see you it. You couldn't really see it, and it looked similar to what Signs did too because they showed yeah. Signs well. But got a penalty for that, and then his team didn't serve it correctly when he came in. Yeah. So then he got a 10-second penalty for that, and then – Got another five second penalty on top of that. Speeding in the pit for lane. For speeding in the pit when lane. He went in to when he went in to serve his other penalty. So he ended up having like 20 seconds of penalties, and they ultimately just retired the car because yeah. there was just no point in having to do it. So for Norris and Ocon, that was tough. It was. It's not that they had like raced bad or anything. They just, either the car had, for Norris's case, just no pace. Mm-hmm. And then for Ocon's case, just so unlucky with all the penalties. Getting a beat down yeah. from the FIA. Um. And then the other thing we want to touch on, obviously, Leclerc's DNF, just, this is just classic Ferrari at this point. It really hurts because, you know, all through preseason, all through the first free practice, well, really until the first couple of free practice sessions, yeah. because they started to have a couple issues. 
It was looking like, okay, Fred's taking over the team. You know, their launch was unreal. Yeah. Exciting. They talked about all the extra horsepower they had this year. Yeah, the engine sounds like it was going to be 10 times, but not actually, but, you know, they were going to yeah. get that extra horsepower and be able to fight, hopefully, with up with the Red Bulls. And it was all looking good. And then, you know, they're looking good in a 3-4 spot. They're, you know, 15 seconds ahead of, of the rest of the field, yeah. at least Leclerc was. And then, you know, Leclerc just engine shuts off. Yeah. And now you're thinking, you know, were the electronic components that they replaced that were having some issues and they, you know, decided to send it back to the factory to just run some testing on it. Is that really just a big issue that they're now yeah. going to have to spend the season to fix? And yeah. is that going to hold them back from actually taking the fight to Red Bull? And yeah. uh, really just kind of a sad prospect for the f- moving forward with that team because yeah. it, it feels like they're at the point of development where they have the car underneath them that can put them in those title fights. Yeah. But they're just continuing to find errors here and there. And, you know, whether it's strategy, oh, catastrophic or if ones. It's electrical. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And now, Charles, you know, with the pace of that Red Bull, how, how many races down now already? <laughs> how many races does it take before we say that Max is running away? Because it yeah. almost feels like. He's already running away. With yeah, it. I mean, I said to you, I don't. At the way it looked today, he could win twenty three races a season. He yeah. could just win all twenty three. But yeah, the Ferrari they had the issues last year with reliability, and it seems to be like they're going to have issues again with it this year. Mm-hmm. And I think the the bigger thing and that is interesting is they, if Aston are on pace, it can make a reliable car. And we know the Mercedes, even if it's a little slow, yeah. is they're always going to finish the race. Mm-hmm. They always have a reliable car. If they're P two and P three and and they're all fighting for that same top six, but the Ferraris are having DNFs every week. At a certain point, it's like, is Ferrari going to finish fourth this year with potentially the second best car? Or the like, it's yeah. just we're right back to where we started now with Ferrari. We are, and it and it's it is just really sad. I mean, we're yeah. we're hoping for this three way title fight, and then you know Aston Martin's throwing themselves in the yeah. mix. Is it going to be a four way title fight? And now after the first race, it feels like it's a one way title fight, uh, and it's just a one person title fight at this point. Yeah. So. I think, you know, I think they'll be able to figure something out and they'll become a little bit more reliable. It didn't seem like they had many issues on Sainz's car other than some degradation questions. Uh, but I think overall, you know, they ran a decent race. I think it's just down to whatever we hear. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the reliability if it's an yeah. issue. Even if they can run decent races, if only one of them's finishing mm-hmm. and they're finishing fourth, like that's for the team-wise, that's not going to be great. Out of question, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go ahead and go into our, our top three drivers now for the weekend. So I'll start with mine. So... Uh, for my first, I had Max. I mean, this is going to be an easy choice. I feel like this is going to be one for a lot of weekends. Uh, mm-hmm. Qualified on pole. Uh, even when doubt started to creep in about, like, Alonzo's race pace and things like that, he just blew everybody out of the water. Yeah. Um, I know like, Perez, had he not had the thing at the start, would have probably been closer behind him. But even still, in the end, he finishes 11 seconds ahead of him mm-hmm. uh, for the race win and 35 seconds ahead of Alonzo, who was on the podium. Yeah. Just a dominant race from kept it clean, really no issues. It's just another clean weekend from him. Yeah. Um, which I think we're gonna see a bunch this year. Um my second one I have was Stroll. Only finished P six, uh, but one has the car under him now, which is gonna be interesting to see what he can do with that going forward. Can he put it top five? But I think the biggest thing is, you know, two weeks after breaking his wrist and having to drive with a weird driving style because of that, he still puts it P six and Still looked pretty racy out there. And the stamina to be able to do that in a Formula yeah. 1 car is, is very impressive. And, you know, it's not like he was nowhere. He was right behind, uh, you know, the Mercedes almost the whole race. Yeah. And then he was able to to kind of split him. And, 
Uh, I think he had a, a really good race. So I, yeah. I and he was very clearly in pain. I mean, we saw at the beginning, you pointed out like during the national anthem mm-hmm. when he tried to put his hands on his hips and then he grimaced like, pain. yeah, like when he was putting his hands on his hips. So awesome weekend from him to even push through that. Uh, and the other one I had was Bottas. I think a sneaky underrated weekend that alpha looked worse than last year. Yeah. In terms of performance, they looked like on, they're going to be, a, you know, on the edge of the points, maybe in that 12 to 14 range. Yeah. And he had a great start and then put it up into eighth, got into eighth, got into six on merit at one point, mm-hmm. got passed by the Mercs and the Astons, but that was eight on merit. There were no safety cards or anything weird. He just put it in eighth, had a clean race and yeah. he had some people behind it, had some overtakes and he had some really good uh, undercuts yeah. and, and was able to get into the pits a little early and yeah, they had great strategy, put him up and yeah. it wasn't until they were like every car had pitted and they were back up and running. And then, and then all of a sudden you were like, Oh, Bottas is Bottas up there. Is, yeah, oh, Bottas is in sixth right now. What yeah. happened? So, you know, he started in 12th or 13th and then made his way up and finished in eighth, got solid points for Alfa Romeo. And it really seemed like at the beginning of the race, the teams were kind of filing in order. And you had, you know, McLaren at the back. You had, although Gasly was up there a little bit, the Alpines didn't seem like they were working yeah. too well. And then you had the Williams, Williams. you know, yeah. 14, 15-ish the Haas, area. The same Haas's there. both were, were falling backwards. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for teams like Alfa Romeo if they can put a good weekend Yeah, they didn't together. really have any, like, they just kind of went under the radar exactly like, the whole time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if Bottas can race like that and continue to race like that, and he could be a consistent back-of-the-points finisher, and mm-hmm. that's, for them, that's good progress, I think, because they were, Absolutely. last year they started so hot and then just died at the end of the season, but yeah. they can be consistent this year. Um, but, yeah, those are, those are my top three drivers. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and jump into my three. I got my first one as Gasly. I think he had a really impressive weekend this weekend. Well, not the full weekend, but I think he had a really the impressive race. The race was really impressive. Starting dead last in P20, he was yeah. able to bring it up into, uh, what, ninth place? Ninth, and almost ninth eighth. Place. He almost got Bottas then. He was like a second off or something at the end. Yeah, getting some good points. He had some really good overtakes throughout, some good battles. I think just kind of similar to Bottas, I think yeah. it was a little bit sneaky just getting – some good undercuts, good strategy was really just able to capitalize on a lot of the other cars, you know, not performing very well. So yeah, like a really good race from him. Uh, one of the, and the, he had the fastest lap for yeah almost the entire race until, until Joe took Joe, it at the end. But yeah. I think it's going to be for Gasly just a quick note. I think he, I think he had, they had some issue during qualifying as to why he started P20. Mm-hmm. Um, if that doesn't happen, he's probably pushing into Q3 just like Ocon did. Yeah. I think he legitimately, because he raced so well today, and he's got a better car in the room now. I mean, he could be fighting. I'm not saying he's going to be top six, but for that best of the rest, kind of seven, eight mark, I think he could be challenging for that. It almost feels like the best of the rest is now like the nine, ten. Yeah, mark, nine, ten maybe. But I'm just saying, I think with, I think because you're going to have chaos and people fall back and issues every race. Sure. I think he could be fighting for that. We could see like how Lando was last year mm-hmm. with Gasly, where he's battling for that. Once the dust settles from everybody else at the top yeah. of those top four teams of this this year, yeah. whatever scraps he can pick up, like I would think at minimum, yeah, he'd be ninth, and then he'd probably make up a couple in there for sure. And then we could see some funky race where he finishes in fourth or something because of that. But. Yeah, and I think we'll we'll start to see how good the Alpine is. I think yeah. they were one of the cars that like throughout testing it wasn't fast and yeah. they weren't setting any yeah. any timing screens lighting up. But they had a lot of confidence about how it went for them, and they knew where they're at, and, and they felt good about you know the testing programs that they had run and how much pace they had in the car. And 
you know, we were able to see that a little bit with Gasly today. He was able to just kind of capitalize on his race confidently, quietly. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we'll see that a lot. I think Norris was more of a flashier, you know, being yeah. able to, to really fight for, yeah. you know, almost top four, top five, five yeah. uh, qualifying positions and then going on to do the similar thing in the race. Yeah. But I think the Alpines will be able to, to haul in some decent points, but it'll be, you know, a little bit further. Yeah, down, I think a little so. further down, but still, I think he's, I think we won't see this quality issue with him where he had to fight and make yeah. up 11 spots. They did have a lot of mechanical issues last yeah. year, though, so hopefully yeah. those don't linger, but we will find out. My next driver of the weekend was Alonzo. Um, I mean, I, do I have to explain myself? Just beautiful. Beautiful racing. Beautiful race from him. Uh, his fights with Signs, his fight with Hamilton, Hamilton were unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, some of the most fun I've had watching. Just, yeah. you know, the way that, you know, they cut to a different camera shot, and you're like, wait a second, how is his car over there? Yeah. Like, how did he move from the outside to the inside, but then all of a sudden he's on the outside again because yeah. Hamilton put it back on the inside. Just some great racing from those two, uh, and especially from, from Alonzo. Now yeah. he has a decent car under him. I, I think you were talking about it earlier, his switches from it's teams peak, in the midfield. Yeah. This is peak Alonzo here, though, to make this switch to a team. Go from Alpine, who is definitely higher, had a better car last year. Mm-hmm. And just like take the plunge here, and then end up in a car that's on a podium right away. Yeah, there was a lot of questions right when he announced it, and now he looks like a genius for yeah. it. So good for him, and I'm really excited to see throughout the season yeah. how well he's able to to race with the top. Yeah, Tyler's got his Aston Martin shirt on today. Big I had Aston to break Martin it out. Yeah. Had to break it out. Big Aston Martin guy. I'm just rooting for a team to break into the top three. And yeah. I think we've, we've we've gotten that started yeah. to accomplish that. Yeah, and then my last one is Alex Albon. I think he had. Uh, a pretty quiet week uh, weekend as well. Um, a good qualifying session and then a good race, able to yeah. keep it up in, in P10. He had a decent start to get up there. And uh, I think good racing from him. You know, I'm not sure where that Williams stands, but it seems like they were able to have decent pace. They look better the than field. they thought. So. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. just hold, I think it, I don't even know if it's they look better than they thought. I think it's more of a other teams are worse than everybody yeah. thought because yeah. they're, McLarens were having so much issues. Oh, they stink. The Haas cars were both the Haas stunk, you know, stunk qualified today decently too. and just tumbled. The, Al- the Alvatoris had a surprising day. I yeah. mean, they didn't finish in the points, but 11th and 14th when I think a lot of people thought they had the second to worst, if yeah. not the worst car potentially. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that Albon can stick it into P- P9, P10 a few times yeah. this year. Yeah, that'd be good to see. And then maybe Sargent as well. He seemed to have a decent race. Yeah, too. he's just really, he hurt us. He listened to the pod. So, real quick team highlights that not going to touch on much here. Obviously, it's Red Bull and Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, like we talked about, Red Bull, the easiest choice here. They are, Smoke. if this continues, they're going to run away with this. Mm-hmm. They're going to obliterate everybody. Um, this has big, this has big, and I know it didn't turn out so quite the same with COVID and everything, but this has big 2020 Merc vibes like that, where like they came in and, they had like the DOS thing at the beginning of that year, and yeah. then like it was just a, a wrap. Like it was yeah. a wrap, right? But as soon as we saw a preseason test, like this is over. I think this weekend was one of the quietest weekends from Red Bull that I've yeah that I've seen. There was no drama or anything. Yeah, they just nothing. did their they just handled their business, and they were talking about getting Horner on the pre-race show, and then he didn't even show up. Yeah, so it was just a very quiet weekend. Yeah, it's almost scary. You know, it's, yeah, it's similar to like you said, the Mercedes in their prime when it's yeah. just you know Biz- it's they all get business. In, yeah, they get in, they finish their business. 
finish on top. No, of the no, no, over celebrating. They just expect uh-huh. it and get it done and move on to the next one. Exactly. Yeah. It was such a crazy difference seeing Alonso and Aston yeah, Alonso. You thought they won the know. world championship, and, and understandably, understandably, right? yeah, team that's never done anything yeah. like that, and now they're up on podiums. Yeah. But you see that starkly contrasted next to the Red Bull yeah. team, who's you know all high five here, high five there. We yeah. did it. We did what we were supposed to. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. And then yeah, Aston Martin. Aston Martin, just a great highlight. Yeah, just great great weekend from them they yeah. got a great start to the year i think they have a good car it'd be interesting if they can keep the reliability up they'll be fine top tier yeah. winter from them and yeah really really great development program that they have and i think they have a lot of prospects for the yeah. rest of the season to yeah, continue on that um so then going into overtake highlights i just had two on here it's really hamilton and alonso was the best battle of the day mm-hmm. um so when the first time alonso got past hamilton lewis came back under him and in the I don't even, you and I looked at each other like, how did he just do that? Exactly. So he had both their moves. They both had, I think, equally impressive overtakes. Mm-hmm. So Lewis, I think, threw like turn three and four or something like that. Alonzo got past him. And then Lewis somehow went under. Like, I've never seen someone re overtake like that. Exactly. He just dive bombed him. And it and scared Alonzo. And it scared Alonzo off. And then Lewis got back to him. And I'm like, that was insane. And then a couple turns later, Going into turn nine ten, which a lot of people have struggled with, yeah, Alonso baits him outside and then does an up and under on him and t- overtakes him in the turn, which it was, was awesome, insane yeah. too. So and that was great one of the, battles from them. That was one of the yeah. points of where you could see the braking so well because a yeah. lot of cars have a lot of issues locking up in that corner, yeah. or going wide or spinning in that corner even. And Alonso was able to just under braking move in the inside, yeah. And, and really stick it inside. So, yeah, that was awesome to watch. And a really good fight from them, too. And I think we're in for a good season of, yeah, of those battles. Of battles between them, yeah, for sure. Um, for the team and driver, <laughs> ter- I don't even know what – like the. I guess this is the massive performance of the it week. Is the is we have something else written on our, on our outline guide here that I won't read. But um, for the massive performance of the week for driver, it's going to go to Esteban Ocon. Um <laughs> and really not his fault. There really weren't any bad driving performances this weekend, right? Like there really wasn't anything that anybody had anything stupid. Yeah. Um, there weren't any like dumb mistakes by anywhere anything that happened. Just all the things with penalties and stuff. And I mean, then him speeding in the pit lane. Speeding in the pit lane is his fault. Yeah, I guess. But um, he's going to be our massive performance of the week for uh, for driver. So, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting one in award this year because you we lost the TFE. Mm-hmm. And so the all-time great, the greatest – performer of all time for this category is gone yeah so it's who's going to take that reign so Ocon has a stronghold on that start of the season for sure and then for team it's McLaren um they might have made the worst car on the grid uh I don't yeah. even it's it's actually a question if is this the worst car in the grid I think it, it continues to look down it's getting to them. look worse and worse um, which is tough for me to hear, but I they do I think they're totally redoing it come Baku so we'll see then like what it really is but mm-hmm. man did they they really screwed up this one. Yeah. Um. So pr- pretty simple list there. I mean, they honorable mention to Ocon's staff team. Yes. Uh, for messing up him, serving his five serving second penalty. second penalty. Yeah. Just working on the car with like you got to know that that's yeah five. Uh, we're gonna give them a five second penalty. I'm giving yeah. I'm giving Alpine's the team. Yeah. crew a yeah. five second penalty to be served next race. Quick timeout. Yeah. Quick timeout. Um. All right. In terms of track thoughts here. Um, pretty consistent with last year. I do think there seemed to be a little less deg based on what the drivers were saying and stuff. It was still a two stop and a three stop for some, but yeah. last year I feel like there were all kind of messages about like making a three stop and we did have more stops because of the safety cars last year. But like, 
I felt like there was a lot more complaining about Dag last year than there was this year. I think we heard a lot more last year because it was the first year with the new. Maybe gen, that's yeah. Maybe that that's why. Probably yeah. the case. I know it's a higher Dag track in general, but I think I think this weekend there was a lot of talk about the high Dag, but I think they expected a lot. Yeah, of it, that's true. And a lot of them committed to that two stop, whereas last year I think people yeah. were trying to go for the one stop. So. You know, I, I think there was – it was High Dag, but it's still, you know, just a great track. I yeah, think. it's I an awesome love track. The track. And High Dag is fine. I think yeah. we're fine. We want more pit, pit stops. stops. Yeah, it's we want more exciting. pit stops. And, yeah, overall, barring, you know, Red Bull running away with it, it's a great track for racing. There's mm-hmm. always great races here. It's, it's just a very well-designed track. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll go ahead and go into our predictions here. Uh, so for pre-quality, I'll start with mine. I had Max on pole, um, which – if you'd have told me this a few weeks ago, I'd have been like, well, duh, he's probably going to be on pole. But it was yeah. a lot of questions about Alonso potentially yeah. being on pole. So I max on pole. And then you're going to see this with my predictions coming trend. Just bet with, betting with the heart here. I had Norris Q3, finished in P11. Not terrible. It actually surprised me that he even got to P11. Yeah. Um, but more of a more of a hope rather than what I thought was actually going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I can't blame you for that one. It was close. He was almost out in Q1, too, at that yeah. same time as yeah. Sargent. So. Uh, really tough one, and obviously we've recapped their entire weekend. Yeah, they stink. <laughs> they do. Now, onto a team that doesn't stink. One of my predictions for pre-quality was Aston Martins both in the top seven. Uh, just barely missed out on this. With a healthy Stroll, I think we would have gotten there, but Stroll ended up P8. Yeah. And then Alonso, obviously, P5. Uh, almost had that one, and then on the same trend, I went with Haas. One getting, of the Haas's top nine, getting yeah. a top nine, and... Just Lukenberg. outside. Just outside. I think he had his time deleted. Yeah, he had time deleted. He was ninth, and then he got deleted, and it got to 10th. Yeah. Exactly. I was really optimistic, yeah. really hopeful going into Q3. You know, I had, had yeah. the Haas there. I had the Astons there. Yeah. And then, yeah, just fell apart a little yeah. bit. The reasoning for the Haas, too, I do want to point this out. You know, we were. I had sent in my predictions, and I was all ready to go. And then I'm driving somewhere, and I see a MoneyGram storefront. Yes. And I think... That's a this sign. is no this is no rich energy. This this is, has to be a real car this year. Yeah, because you saw one sign for it. Yeah. It's a real company backing them this yeah. year. They're getting real money. They ought to be able to put it in top nine. But that's fair. Almost. You gotta you gotta take those intuitions. You gotta exactly. go with those. Exactly. Um, all right, diving into race predictions. Um, so for finishing order, I had Max one, Perez two, Signs three. Almost happened. Yeah. Signs was fourth and was third there for a while up until the last few laps when Alonzo got him. So not terrible. I think, you know, the easiest thing was just Max and Perez won too. That was going to be a lock. Very. Again, betting with the heart here, Lando points. Um, he was in points. That, well, I'll always have that lap, like, one through three when he was in P10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought I, I was hoping there'd be more chaos up front. We'd have a few non-finishers. Yeah. And then I was hoping, oh, McLaren can't be that bad. And yeah. that they would he would be a squeak in the points. That didn't happen. Two safety cars, another hopeful thing that we'd have some drama. Mm-hmm. No safety cars at all, just one VSC. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a bonus one of Max to win by 10 seconds, which I did get correct. That one also felt easy. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> yeah, I went for the for the podium. I hit it spot on. I went Max Perez Alonso. Uh, I did think Ferrari was going to have some issues. I also thought Alonso, you know, yeah, they, they were talking about their race. Their, uh, race pace forever, race pace, yeah. yeah. So... Got that one good. I went with two rookies in the bottom five, um, knowing that a few of them, you know, were going to be DNFs, and uh, did not get that one. I thought, you know, Piastri ended up out, but I figured, you know, one of the rookies going to spin, going to go into a wall. Not that there's many walls around that circuit, but 
that was what I was thinking about. Didn't happen. Uh, and then Logan, I said not the last classified finisher, which he was not. He was actually up in P12. I think he had a pretty good race. Yeah. Um, not what we expected from him. Even in quality, you know, he was... He yeah, was he shocked us this weekend because he no one was a bigger hater than us two of him. This you know it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't really hate. It was just not much belief. Yeah, because he didn't really prove himself at any other. He got P three mm-hmm. and or P four and like F two, but that was it in his rookie season. It's not like he won. Yeah, like Piastri won at every level before this. Exactly, and like we had like this, he didn't like he didn't really win even. And at now F2, Logan might yeah. be in a better car. Yeah, it looked that way. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, good weekend from him. And then uh, for my bonus, you know, to match it, I just went for K-Mag getting a meatball yeah. on, the first, on the first lap. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, although one of the uh, – what is that? The Alpine. One of the Alpines almost uh, got a meatball flag. I, was, yeah. I saw their front wing hanging off, but they were able to bring him in, probably because he had so many penalties that yeah. they were able to just do that pretty easily. But those are my predictions. Uh, I don't think we did too bad. No, I think we did pretty solid. I think this was a pretty easy one, though, for us because of where the Red Bulls were. Yeah, It was sure. a pretty easy one to, to get the standings there. For sure. Um, Let's go into some standings yeah. changes because there's been a lot of changes. Yeah, a lot of changes. Because uh, everyone, was, everyone zero, was tied for first. first. Yeah, and now we have uh, a distinct order. Uh, Red Bull, obviously, in first. That's not a surprising yeah, change. Yeah, clean 43 points. Aston Martin putting P2. in P2. P two, P two, and I think something that they might be able to hang on, hang to for on a while. to, yeah. I think the surprising one for me was the next. The uh, all those are two through four are surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mercs again. This is similar to last year. I think they almost had the same issues at the start of this year, and I think they're going to end up maybe making changes and maybe going even no going to the side pods it and sounds like, like they yeah, are. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to make a lot of changes, but a very quiet fifth and seventh. Yeah. And that's one of those ones where they're always going to finish every race. And this is what we talked about earlier. And Ferrari and P4 is another surprise. But mm-hmm. this is one of those ones where if they, let's say, if they can make it through the first, I'm not saying they're going to challenge for the title, but let's just say for P2 for that sake. If they can make it to Baku when they a lot of these teams are going to have changes and they're pumping in P4s, P7s, P6s, P5s and are finishing every race mm-hmm. and they're sitting there not that far behind, let's say, Aston Martin for P2. Then we could have a legitimate fight in our hand. It's just again from them. It's always funny from them. Like for them, this is disappointing. Yeah. And from them, the car stinks. And from that perspective, I put like they still put in fifth and seventh. Yeah. And Lewis still was on the verge of. I mean, he's only a couple seconds behind signs and mm-hmm. was still challenging Alonso and stuff mm-hmm. for what would have been that last podium spot. It's just classic Merck to where even in this everything is down and terrible. They're still really not out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we have a pretty clear picture of. Red Bull P1, yeah. and then potentially a three-way P2 fight. Yeah, which, which is exciting. Is be, it is exciting, yeah. yeah. At least we have a fight somewhere, right? Yeah. So those are the, the main things to point out in the standings. Um, obviously, first race, so not much else. Um, let's go ahead and jump into paddock rumors, off-track notes. Uh, not much. It was a pretty quiet weekend this weekend, I think. Yeah. Just coming in and trying to figure out where everybody's at, it was kind of the main goal. Um, I think one of the, the interesting things to point out was Haas's pit wall. They went for tiny, a tiny, tiny pit wall, three chairs, a little shed to save a quarter million that they can make an upgrade. It's the, really interesting yeah. that, that, you know, it's you a smart that. idea because like Gunther was talking about, he's like, I don't need to be on that. Like mm-hmm. we only need our like three most important people. Everybody else can be like, the, there's no difference if they're sitting there or the garage. Toto the doesn't thing. sit in the, on yeah. the pit wall. So. so it's a smart idea. And if they can get a quarter million in upgrades to the car instead, like why and, not? And last year we even saw Bonotto not even go into the races. Yeah. 
So, you know, do they really need the pit they wall? Really need do the they pit really wall need the pit wall at all? Yeah, do you even need the pit wall at all, really? And then it brings into question a lot of other things. I was thinking earlier about the tire blankets, how they're trying to get rid of the tire yeah. blankets entirely. And that's all, those are whole systems that they got to bring around yeah. and probably cost, you know, a good chunk of their budget oh, yeah. to, to fund those items. So uh, a lot of places to save, and I think Haas are, are doing pretty well yeah. by, by trying to save in, in different areas. So yeah. Other point. than that, though, really no no off-track rumors i think we're gonna see like the, in terms of the cars and stuff we know mclaren's bringing a bunch of stuff to baku mm-hmm. i do think mercedes is gonna go to the side pods because toto talked about he's like this just we tried it again and it's just not gonna work i don't think so yeah. i like, need to do something else but i will say one other thing is the new announcer or old and i can't oh, yeah. tell who we don't was. like him he stinks well we like alex not, we like alex, alex. Yeah. yeah he he used to be an f2 yeah. he was doing a lot of the the uh, esports stuff, and yeah. I think he's pretty good, and, and he has some good chemistry with yeah. the other guys. So that was well, good. Julian's but, good. Will's good. Like all those are good. It's just we got. I didn't see Hinch at all this weekend. There's one voice in the background, nice, but there's some voice, and we don't know who it was on F1 TV. We literally like for an example, there was the McLarens and the Alpines fighting in last place, yeah. fighting good fights. You know, a good overtake, and then this guy decides to say or, or bring up rather than discussing like you know the overtake that we watched or anything yeah. in regards to the race. Oh, those bright colors are so great. Something like yeah. that. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? What, where's the value in yeah. that comment? I, let me go commentate then. Pay exactly. me to commentate. And I'll add that. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So, um, all right, moving to funny happenings. We kind of talked about it a bunch, but Ocon, just a hilarious race mm-hmm. all around from that. Um, other than that, though, there wasn't, wasn't a ton. I think uh, Alonso saying bye-bye to signs when he drove past yeah. him is peak Alonso. Just acting like like a child when he passed the guy, and like, we were waiting for him to come on and say, "Ah, GP one engine." GP one engine, yeah. Like it's, I think Alonso with it's 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 great either way with Alonso as long as he doesn't have an average car. He needs exactly. to have last year where the car fails all the time, uh-huh. and we get hilarious comments on that side. Or this side of it, it's so good. We're gonna get hilarious stuff this year. Absolutely, we're gonna get some outlandish comments. We're gonna get, I think, on the opposite side of the spectrum where. If we does like we're gonna get this year like an extreme of like last year where we had okay like I miss I was missing a hundred points last year mm-hmm. like off his like some extreme made up number that he mm-hmm. had this year I think if he has like one or two DNFs at the end of the season he's gonna be like I would have won the world championship if I would have had those DNFs <laughs> he probably this is what's probably gonna happen so we're gonna have some great moments from him but um, yeah overall I think uh, a, a solid start to the season I think we saw yeah. some good racing in the middle a little bit boring from terms of the like winner of the race because they just ran away red bull ran away with it but mm-hmm. i think it sets up good i think it'll you know we're off the jet and next i think it'll be interesting to see how the cars perform at that differently versus this is a much a, different track and, such an extreme of a track yeah. such a high speed track uh, i think it'll be a lot of fun to watch a lot more incidents next week yeah or next race there's got there's gonna it's guaranteed i mean there's been Absolutely. a safety car every single there's been a huge crash every single time they've had anything there mm-hmm. so and and an f2 crash that delayed our start last year yeah so we'll definitely get to see some uh, some carnage and uh, well, hopefully not some carnage, but we'll definitely yeah. get to see some drama. Hopefully, <laughs> I we always say we don't we don't no injuries, everyone's safe, but we wouldn't mind a few crashes in safety cars like yeah, it cause a little drama. Adds a little spice. Adds to a little spice to it. Everyone's okay, obviously, but you need yeah. a little bit of drama. So after talking through it, any changes to your what was it six six and a half? Six two. Six two. I gave it. Any changes? I mean, I, anywhere between a six two and a six seven. Maybe you give it a six five. I think. Giving it up. 
Yeah, I think you give it up a little because we talked yeah. about it more and stuff because yeah. there was some good racing and stuff in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's just always tough to give a high score. Like, if it's not a fight for the win, it's always tough to give. That is fair. And there was no other drama, no safety cars, no, yeah. like, on-track drama, like, yeah. where there's, like, an argument. Like, even if, like, Red Bull had won and, like, there had been, like, let's say Perez and they, like, screwed over Perez or we had some drama with that. Like, there was nothing there. It was just kind of, kind of a bland race from that yeah. aspect. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I would say I'm going to stick with the same. I think it was yeah. pretty uh, a pretty bland race. It wasn't too bad, but there was definitely some, some highlights that get me excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's for sure. So on that note, we will see you all in Jeddah. Yeah, see you in Jeddah. Goodbye.